Welcome to the Zico Health Show. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. Here we discuss fitness, nutrition, gut health, alternative medicine, and anything else that impacts your health and fitness. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So welcome to another episode of the Zika Health Show. I'm glad you guys are joining me today because today I'm going to talk electrolytes. And guess what? It's not just for athletes. It's actually um, pretty interesting how we overlook electrolytes when it comes to our health, weight loss, and performance. So in this episode, I'm going to get into what they actually are. What can happen when we don't have enough in our diets? And of course, at the end, gives, provide some general guidance on how to include them in our nutrition protocol. But before I get into the episode, as you know, I have to begin by explaining why I have the Zico Health Show. See, I grew up with really bad allergies and really bad asthma. And as I grew up, it got worse and worse. To the point where when the pollen count was high, I would get dizzy because um, my body would respond and have allergies. And then that would make it hard for me to breathe because I've been working out for most of my adult life. So I knew that when, when I was struggling with my asthma, that it wasn't the issue of being fit, but it was related to my allergies. Because like I said, when the pollen count was high, it would make it hard for me to breathe. So when I would ask my doctor, is there something I can do to improve my, uh, my, uh, my allergies as far as my nutrition and my lifestyle? And they would basically say, no, just take your medicine. Again, I was taking um, uh, Buterol, Advair, and some pills for my allergies. And then I started studying on my own because I realized if I stay taking this medicine, which of course I continue to take my medicine, but if I didn't make other changes, I would be on my... Um, this medicine the rest of my life, or, or, or I should say other medicine the rest of my life. So I started reading books from like um, Dr. Stephen Gundry and, you know, other um, amazing doctors, listening to podcasts and started to learn about gut health and learn about nutrition and how it can really impact my life. And I started making changes. I started feeling better. My, um, my allergies was getting better. I was taking my medicine less and less. My asthma was also getting better because my body was no longer responding to the pollen the way it was before, which actually in turn was making it hard for me to breathe. So as my gut health get better and I started feeling better, I started to realize, okay, there has to be something to this. So I started studying nutrition. I started studying fitness. So now I should say I'm actually have uh, seven certifications in fitness, weight management, and nutrition. And at this point, it's been over two years, and I've actually haven't renewed my medication. Allergy season, this is the second allergy season I've gone through back to back without having to take a single allergy medicine. Because what I learned was that my gut was unhealthy and my gut was inflamed. And whenever the palm would fall, my gut would respond. My body would then try to defend itself by creating mucus, which was making it hard for me to breathe. So I took certain foods out of my diet. I, um, I started um, walking more and getting more sunshine, getting better vitamins and minerals in my diet, um, training a little differently, 
um, working on my stress level, my stress management, you know, making sure my hydration is good. There's so many things I've done, adding mushrooms into my diet to heal my immune system and help my body to fight off pathogens. There's so many things I've done over the years to get me to where I am. Even my fasting protocol now, where I do, um, I intermittent fast every day and every week I do a dinner to dinner fast. I'm not recommending that for anybody at all. Just make, they don't say, don't fast because I say that I fast, but that's the protocol that's helped me to reduce oxidative stress, reduce inflammation and feel better. So I said all that to say, there are so many things you can do to improve your health. There's so many things you can do for yourself. We don't, we need Western medicine. We also need Eastern medicine, but that should not be your end all be all. You should take your health into your own hands. Um, find ways to improve yourself because there, there, it is possible. And how I know it's possible? Because I've done it. Now, with that being said, I'm going to read to you one of the Apple Podcast reviews for this week. And this one is from Pamela Stewart. Wonderful content. Love this practical advice. This show is for improving our health and fitness. Every week, I learn something new and interesting. Highly recommend to everyone. Pamela, thank you so much for that wonderful comment. It Trust me, I don't know if it does anything for the algorithm of the show, but it means a lot to me because it tells me that I'm reaching people, I'm helping people, and that's why I have this show. This is why I train clients, because I want you to know you can improve your health. And with that being said, let's talk about electrolytes. Now, you know, I always like to start my shows talking with um, defining what I'm talking about, right? So what are electrolytes? Simply said, they're minerals that carry an electric charge. So did you hear that? They carry an electric charge. So are you lacking strength and energy, that electric charge? You may be lacking electrolytes. And towards the end, later, later on, I'm going to get into lack of electrolytes and dive into that a little bit more. But let's, get it, let's talk about the definition a little bit more. See, they're found in the blood. When I say they, I mean electrolytes, right? They're found in our blood during sweat and are vital to specific processes that keep your body functioning as it should. Vital, mean they're not optional. They are vital. So you need them for your body to operate at just at normal level. And if you're trying to be at a badass, be on that next level, be at your utmost best, you also need it. But yet many of us don't get enough in our daily diets. So as promised, it's natural here for me to talk about what happens when we don't get enough. See, symptoms, they can be from mild to life-threatening. So you see that, from mild to life-threatening. So let's start off with the mild symptoms. Save the worst for last. See, they can be diarrhea, constipation, muscle cramps, and fatigue. See, severe conditions, though, can be life-threatening like fever, chill, vomiting, etc. 
these are usually connected. So even the mild or the bad symptoms are usually connected to severe electrolyte imbalance, especially the, the, the life-threatening ones like fever and the chills and the vomiting and all that stuff. That's usually, that's, that's really when it gets really severe because these minerals are crucial to keeping our nervous system and muscles functioning and man, basically maintaining internal environment balance. So let's discuss some of these, shall we? Nervous system function. See, your brain sends electrical signals to communicate with the cells throughout your body. These signals are generated by changes to the electrical charge of the nerve cell membrane. And these signals, they're actually called nervous impulses. And they are generated by changes to electrical charge of the nerve of the cell membrane. Now, when this happens, it sets off a chain reaction, moving more sodium ions. And the change in charge here is along the length of the nerve cell axon. So basically, it, it works in your nervous system communicating with your brain. And then it moves sodium ions in this process. That's basically what I'm saying here. And guess what? Sodium is an electrolyte, so which we're going to get into later. Muscle function. See, electrolytes are needed for muscle contraction. They also allow fibers to slide together. So your muscle fibers to slide together and move over each other as they shorten and contract. Remember, when you work out, your muscles has the ends and it contracts. Even if you're doing a bicep curl, you have the eccentric where it lengthens and you have the concentric where it contracts. Electrolytes play a very important role in that. So you need electrolytes if you want to be able to perform at your utmost best. They're also required so the muscle fibers can slide outward and muscle fibers can relax after contraction. So just so many, so many benefits, right? It's also important in proper hydration. You hear that? In proper hydration. Yes, you heard me correctly. See, water must be kept in the right amounts, both inside and outside each cell in your body. And electrolytes help us maintain fluid balance through osmosis. Osmosis is the process where water moves through the wall of a cell membrane from a dilute solution. And more water, fewer electrolytes, right? So that's a dilute solution. Towards a more concentrated solution, which is less water and more electrolytes. Now, I want to stop here to tell you that that's why I actually drink liquid, liquid IV because it has three times more electrolytes than the, let's say, um, Gatorade or Powerade and a lot less sugars. And I love, I love to drink it during and post my workouts because it helps me to perform better and to recover well. So if you, if you never tried liquid IV, you can go to liquid-iv.com. 
and use my code Zico Health to get up to 25% off your purchase. I'm telling you, I love it. My clients love it. Some of my family members love it. It is awesome. I totally love Liquid IV. The next thing here, though, let's talk about internal pH levels because I talked about maintaining an internal environment. To be and stay healthy, our bodies need to regulate our internal pH levels. Basically, this is how alkaline or acidic your body is. Our bodies regulate this process, so we need electrolytes for that. In fact, that's why I don't really care for alkaline water. To me, it's just expensive water. If somebody thinks I'm wrong, that's their opinion. To me, it's just expensive water. Because it really won't survive the acidic nature of your gut. Because your body regulates that environment. Now, know how important these nutrients are. And we now know what can happen if we don't have enough. But we still need to talk about what they are. So you're going to like this section because I'm going to break this down for you. Start with sodium. So many of us are afraid of sodium. I mean, we hear that it causes high blood pressure and heart attacks and et cetera. So we, we know we now get afraid, oh, sodium is bad, sodium is bad. Well, in my opinion, not necessarily. Because, yeah, it can be true that sodium can play a role in health issues. But not having enough sodium can also play a role in health issues. So you can have too much or not enough. Like uh, thyroids need sodium. See, hyponatremia is a common issue with lack of enough sodium. Hyponatremia, I want you to know that term. It's very common. One of the common issues with lack of enough sodium. This can lead to muscle cramps, nausea, vomiting, dizziness to shock, coma, and the biggie, even death. Hear that? Not getting enough sodium can cause so many health issues and even lead you to death. So think about that. If sodium is so bad, why do our bodies need it? Now, let's talk about potassium. Our bodies need a certain amount of potassium in order to function. It's essential for everything from our nerve, muscle, heart health to keep our fluids balanced. See, having very low potassium levels is connected to, um, it's called hypokalemia. A potassium deficiency can occur for many reasons, including excess sweating. So remember the episode I had on the sun a couple of weeks ago about sweating? Sweating is great, but excess sweating can be an issue. Imagine that. Too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. Vomiting, which in my opinion, I would say at least 90% of the time, it's never a good thing. Or diarrhea, which is also its own problem. I actually came across an article in Mayo Clinic, and one thing they said is 
These can cause serious and even life-threatening consequences, including cardiac arrest. So again, not having enough electrolytes can lead to life-threatening situations or even death. And I don't know, I don't, when I think cardiac arrest, I don't think, let's, let's have me some of that. Now let's talk about calcium. I kind of feel like I don't need to say much here because we now know how important calcium is for bone health. And don't listen to anybody that say, oh, calcium, we don't need calcium. No, we still need calcium. We may not need milk as much as we think, but we still need calcium. And we now know the importance of bone health and the lack thereof and the issues it can bring. But calcium is not just for bone health. It can help to maintain heart rhythm, muscle function, and so much more. So long story short, we need calcium. Let's talk about magnesium. I posted something on Instagram, and then this comes out, it's going to be uh, two weeks old, about magnesium, and that 75% of Americans do not get enough magnesium. 75%. Think about that. That's a lot of people. That are millions of people. 75%. That's not counting the rest of the world. But we have access to it. You see, we often overlook this nutrient, but oh boy, do we need it. It's actually considered by many experts as the number one nutrient deficiency in the world. Because in, re in reality, though, magnesium can help you regulate your blood pressure, keep your bones strong, and keep your heart rhythm steady. But if so many people are deficient in magnesium, are you surprised why we have these issues? Now, don't... I'm not saying that not having magnesium is going to cause you to have cardiac arrest or cause blood pressure, but you need these nutrients to help your body regulate its internal environment. And magnesium is one of those nutrients. So, <laughs> oh, and side note here, magnesium can actually help with your sleep, help your body to help your circadian rhythm. In addition to getting enough sunlight, staying hydrated, walking, everything else I've talked about that's on my blog as well and on my Instagram in the past episodes. Well, magnesium, someone actually commented on that post that I put and said, since she started um, eating more foods with magnesium, she's been sleeping better. And that's happened to me as well. So think about that. Help your body regulate its internal environment. Now, these are just some of the big ones, right, that I wanted to mention. There are other electrolytes like chloride, phosphate, and back, I can never pronounce this word for years. I've always struggled with this word, but it's uh, bicarbonate. I still don't know why I struggle with this word, but there it is. Now, I think you get the picture by now and how important they are for our energy level, cells, muscles, and overall health. And at the end, let's talk about some ways that you can get electrolytes into your diet. I'm going to give you some general guidelines. Because remember, these are not recommendations. Um, and before making any dietary changes, speak to a medical professional or a licensed nutritionist. Because without working with you directly, I can't tell you you need to do this. I can give you an idea how to improve your health. And then if you need to get your blood work done 
work with a medical professional or a licensed or certified professional, they can work with you directly to what you need to do. In this section, the first thing I want to say here is that electrolytes aid the delivery of water to our cells. And I talked about that earlier. I talked about these high sugary um, sport drinks like Gatorade and Powerade and why I drink liquid IV. And again, I say that the issue with these drinks are they're too high in sugar, primary dextrose and glucose, which is damaging to your gut. So yeah, and it actually may impact gastric emptying rate. So you may not be getting the nutrients you think you're getting because it's so much sugar. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to put a link to um, liquid IV, so liquid IV dash um, liquid-iv.com and use code SecretHealth to get 25% off. I'm going to put a link to it in my um, in the show notes and also in the description of the show so you can click on it and get what you need. But aside from that, let's talk about the foods that are rich in electrolytes. Whole milk. Yes, whole milk can have benefits for us. It contains calcium, magnesium, sodium and potassium what whole milk can be good for us who knew now it's important here to note that we need to pay attention to the quality how is the cow fed is the animal free range is the milk organic see most studies on milk do not take into consideration the quality of the milk i'm sad again most studies on milk do not take into consideration the quality of the milk. Think about how many cows now are fed with corn versus um, grass, which impacts the omega-3 profile of the meat and, and the um, milk as well. Think about now, and I'm not making this up, they are now, some farmers are feeding cows with candy like M&Ms and Skittles, making the milk sweeter, fatten the cows up faster, which I think is I don't know if inhumane is the right word for an animal, but it's cruelty, it's animal cruelty because they can't process that kind of food. And animals are not made to eat m and and Skittles. And honestly, if you don't believe me, just go to Google and Google it. Farmers feeding um, animals with m and and Skittles and look it up. So when I drink milk that's free range, comes from, I'm sorry, comes from cow that's free range, um, eats grass and has a happy life versus a cow that's, that's you know, not, not free range. They're all, you know, put together in the barn and they're eating M&Ms and Skittles. Do you think the milk is the same thing? The quality of your milk, organic. And by the way, when I, I started the episode by talking about my asthma. By going organic, non-GMO were great things for my asthma. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that I did. Because I, I grew up, when I grew up in Jamaica, everything was basically non-GMO and organic. So when I first came here, I had to adjust because I didn't, I didn't know that the food was that different as far as how the animals are being raised and the pesticides, so on and so forth. Now, so that asthma in Jamaica, because I was eating a lot of sugars and I was eating healthy stuff and I was a kid and I, nobody, nobody can tell me what to do. There's a whole nother problem there. Now, if I was eating the way I should when I was growing up, I'm confident my asthma would not have bothered me as much as it did. So going non-GMO and organic is a real thing. It's not a scam. And I tell you, any uh, medical professional tell you otherwise, you might want to look the other way and run away. Yogurt 
it can contain calcium, potassium, magnesium, and uh, phosphorus. And it's the same concern as the milk. Be mindful of the quality. Know the quality and know the source. It's just that simple. Then for my vegetarians out there, there's unsweetened soy milk or almond milk. Those are my two favorites. Um, these can contain potassium, magnesium, and calcium. I'm looking at my show notes and on the last two on yogurt and on um, unsweetened on the um, soy milk and almond milk, I put potassium twice. So I guess potassium was really on my mind. But true, but definitely, we need these electrolytes. And we need to balance these electrolytes as well. Now, let's talk about fruits and vegetables, because I love fruits and vegetables. There's certain fruits that are high in potassium, like bananas, oranges, kiwi, avocado, tamarind, peaches, and nectarines. Now, if you are diabetic, especially a type 2 diabetic, you want to be careful. Make sure you're eating um, fruits that are more complex. Stay away from, let's say, ripe bananas. Um, just be just be mindful that you're not eating fruits that are high sugar because that can cause other issues as well. But for the general public, these are just some fruits that are high in potassium, which is important for your body. There are many dried fruits, and here comes to those who are who need something a little bit more complex that are high in potassium, like dried apricots, dried apples, prunes, raisins, and dried figs. They don't sound delicious, but I'm telling you, these are great snacks. <laughs> these are great snacks to have, especially when it have something complex, keep your blood sugar steady, and not, um, not overeat on sugars. And there's some veggies too that are high in potassium. Some of my favorites, sweet potatoes, yams, baked potatoes, mushrooms, sun-dried tomatoes, even though I don't eat those as much, spinach, and acorn squash. So sweet potatoes, yams, baked potatoes, mushrooms, sun-dried tomatoes, spinach, and acorn squash. So some vegetables that are high in potassium as well. Sun-dried tomatoes, radishes, artichokes, bell peppers, spinach, and sweet potatoes actually contain some, some, I can't talk, they contain some sodium too. However, when pickled cucumbers and cabbage, going, um, the salt content goes up. And you may want to think about that with your salt because if you're managing your salt because of blood pressure, pickled, you can pickle them to make the salt content go up, but it may not be the wisest thing to do. So make sure to talk to a medical professional or a licensed professional when you're thinking about making these changes. And then cantaloupe, honeydew, dried apples, and avocado also have trace amounts of sodium. Because sodium is not the enemy. Sodium is in everything we eat. We just eat too much table salt and we add way too much salt to everything that we eat. <laughs> and that's another problem in itself. But then we try to blame sodium when the problem is really us. You may also... Want to think about better quality salt, like pink Himalayan or Celtic salt, because it does have trace minerals. And I'm a firm believer that when you have these kind of salts, even though sometimes the sodium content, they may even be higher depending, but they do have trace minerals with them, which can help the delivery of the electrolytes. I think that's where a lot of us are missing. We do a study on, oh, you know, it's, it's just sodium. It doesn't make a difference. So, well, the quality of one is going to be different. And two, the trace minerals, it has enough minerals that it needs to help the delivery. And that's something we have to think about. Every food that comes in nature has trace minerals and enough minerals in the food to aid the delivery of the food so your body can utilize it better. So stop and think about that. 
collard greens, turnip greens, arugula, bok choy, or Chinese cabbage, okra and broccoli are vegetables that are high in calcium. Now, let me say this. It's not milk, and I'm not saying throw away your milk and eat these vegetables and you're going to have enough calcium. No, they may have more pound for pound, but you got to eat a whole lot of turnip greens to get the most calcium as you can from a glass of milk. So let's not, let's not get me, let's not get that confused. There are also fruits that are high in calcium, like dried apricots, plums, dried figs, kiwi, kumquats, prickly pears, tangerines, and oranges. We actually love oranges. And again, especially when it comes to fruits, and if you're a type 2 diabetic, you want to be mindful. Let's talk about magnesium. Bananas, avocado, spinach, kale, Swiss chard, beets greens are fruits and vegetables that are high in magnesium. That's why if it gets insane and people say to me, magnesium may impact the, um, the delivery of iron. Well, guess what's also, let's take, um, as I say, let's take um, beets, for example, right? Or beet greens which also are high in iron. If, if, if magnesium inhibits the delivery of iron, then you would never get the magnesium or the iron from beets. Or you say you may get the magnesium but not the iron from beets. Nature is not designed that way. It's designed with the right amount of nutrients to aid the delivery to your body. So stop and think of that. There's an episode, I don't remember which, where I, I, I heard it, but it's a doctor was explaining that one of the issues that we have is that we, we take multivitamin, which I'm not saying multivitamin is bad, but we give our body more than what it can use at any given time. So when we take an iron pill in the morning or a magnesium pill in the evening or vice versa, that's a lot more than any food in nature. Our body can't process that as well. And when you put that together, it's just too much. Our bodies can't utilize it that well because nothing in nature comes like that. And when I talk to... Most people that I talk to who are anemic and I, they say they take iron pills or they take magnesium pills. Um, and I explain to them, well, do you eat beets? Do you eat foods that are rich in magnesium? Do you eat um, um, foods, that are rich in, uh, foods that are rich in iron? They say, no, I don't like them. But I take the pills, but I've been anemic for the last five to 10 years. Well, maybe you want to stop and think about your approach and talk to your doctor and talk to your nutritionist, talk to your dietitian about this approach. And how you can actually get the benefits from the food. Because if you've been anemic, your iron levels have been low. And the one constant thing is that you're not eating food rich in iron. I don't know. It just seems like it, it kind of answers itself for me. So I'm going to finish here by saying adding electrolytes into our diet can make a huge difference for our health. But remember, be mindful of allergies. And do not make any changes without consulting a medical or licensed professional. Keep being awesome. Thanks for listening to the Zico Health Show. If you got good quality content out of this episode, save, subscribe, and share it out there with family, friends, coworkers, or anybody who needs to hear this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.